Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and this is The Checkup. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. Welcome back. Welcome back to Friday's uh, podcast. Uh, glad you're here. Hope you have enjoyed. Uh, if you haven't listened to yet, uh, I hope you have listened to Lifetime Recovery from uh, Tuesday's podcast. Hope you have had an opportunity to read through and share Wednesday and Thursday's blogs. And now we are here to Friday. And where did the week go? Oh, my goodness. The older I get, the more time flies, or the older I get, I can't remember time, (laughs) or a combination of the both. Either way, it is good to be with you today. Hey, always remember to go to recoveryguy.org for all of your recovery newsletters. Sign up for the newsletter. Let us uh, inform you of things that are going on, special events. Uh, Also, you'll want to catch on Susie Says, my wonderful Al-Anon friend, a great friend uh, to Laura and me. And I met Susie a few years ago uh, over a situation with a loved one, a family member who was uh, involved in their addiction. And sadly, um, I was not able to help them at the time. They're still out there ripping and running, uh, but Susie has grown incredibly, and we have become great friends, and and Laura and I have had uh, even the opportunity to visit her in Florida on vacation, and um, we are blessed to to have done so. Go to recoveryguy.org for all of your recovery needs. If you need to uh, DM me, you can find me through uh, Instagram at recovery underscore guy. Click the link to my bio, send me an email, send me a text message, go to Facebook, The Recovery Guy, Uh, just let me know how I can best serve you. Or if you have a family member or a loved one who needs assistance and uh, uh, would would do from either some of my information, either directly or indirectly. And if you're a treatment center looking to contract someone to come in and do a Zoom meeting uh, or when this whole COVID thing allows us to go, I do come in and travel and as a life and sober coach and come in and speak in treatment centers and do breakout sessions and the like. So let me know how we can serve you with our Recovery Guy movement. And I promise you that JJ, Jane, Jonathan, and Pablo and I are ready to go. Uh, today's podcast is entitled Letting Go. Very simple. Letting go. And on the surface, that might seem like, what's the big deal? Letting go. And and let me just say, one, one would think that uh, letting go of something that was no longer effective or was causing harm would be easy and regular. Wouldn't, wouldn't you think that? If it hurts or no longer works, we'd likely be able to just let it go, drop it. Yet letting go 
is one of the most challenging things we do. And and maybe for a normal person, when I say normal, um, I mean a person who's not addicted or have been addicted or suffered from addiction in behavioral uh, or alcohol and drugs. We sort of uh, get rewired along the way. Um, and so it, it may seem normal to you letting go. And, and if it is, that's great. Um, uh, more power to you. Keep listening to the podcast because I'm sure there's a, a golden nugget there for you, something to extrapolate, to, to incorporate into your life, to become a little bit more well. So what is the connection between something that seems desirable yet challenging? Because it really is. Letting go should be very desirable. But again, I do think it's also challenging. Um, I, I know that the familiar things that we've come accustomed to has its own attractiveness. Yet something more beneficial and especially something less painful would would be a no-brainer, right? So if it's something that we really like, we've grown uh, attached to, and there's a degree of pleasantness about it, why would we want it to leave? Yet things that are less painful, you know, we would want to keep, you know, that would be a no-brainer. But when things are painful, when they lose the attractiveness, when we know that there's something more beneficial to migrate to, yet we hang on to those other things. Years ago, my dear sister Mary, uh, two of my sisters, my older sisters have passed away. My older sister Carol passed away, I believe it was in 1973, 1974, she had severe epilepsy, and she actually died during a seizure. It was very tragic. And then my one of my older sisters, Patty, although she was in recovery from alcohol and drugs, um, she had a, a terrible fall, and, and she ended up um, dying. And that was very sad, uh, although a, a great time. Uh, just to go down a rabbit trail real quick, it was very sad to see her die, although with the deterioration that had occurred in her addiction, uh, it was almost a blessing in disguise. And please don't judge me by saying that because if my sister were alive today, I'd be a very grateful person. But quality of life should accompany a person. Um, and and I remember my brother Jim, uh, Laura, and I were were in the hospital in Henderson, Nevada, St. Rose de Lima uh, Hospital, and um, and we were there holding her hand uh, after we pulled the um, uh, the device, her breathing machine, from her, and and watched her go off into eternity. But praise God, she went off into eternity as a clean and sober person, and for that, I'm very grateful. So my sister Mary. Maybe you've heard the story between her and me. She is she is my angel, <laughs> my sister Mary. Um, she was the first one to believe in me again uh, after I got clean and sober. And I lived with her and my brother-in-law, her husband Brent, in Southern California. And I that was part of my reinventing myself, my life resurrection. Anyway, long story short, 
Mary shared a poem with me that resonates with me to this day. And I think Mary shared it with me probably back in 1987, maybe 1988. So it it so spoke to me that I want to share it with you because it's all a part of letting go. Uh, And the poem goes like this. As children bring their broken toys with tears for us to mend, I brought my broken dreams to God because he was my friend. After waiting patiently, I asked, how could you be so slow? My child, he said, what could I do? You never did. Let go. So have you ever heard that phrase, let go and let God? This poem is taken from there, and it's actually going to be in the notes. But let me read it again. I love the poeticness and the softness and the almost the calling of us to let go. As children bring their broken toys with tears for us to mend. And if, if you're a parent, you know what this is like. I brought my broken dreams to God because he was my friend. After waiting patiently, I asked, how could you be so slow? My child, he said, what could I do? You never did let go. So understanding the reasons for letting go and despite that not doing so, I'm left with one conclusion, right? So I know the reasons for me to let go and despite the fact that I'm not doing it only leads me to one thing. Letting go is only part intellectual. There's there's two components to it. An intellectual component, something that looks great on paper. The other component, and the one that keeps us holding on, is emotion. Aquinas says that we are rational animals. I, I think we're a little bit more elevated than that. But we live, for the most part, in a rational world. He says that we operate from the formula of intellect over emotion. Intellect over emotion. And when you put in the component of alcohol or drugs for as long as you and I do on our road to that addictive life falling apart where we need some type of program or detox or medical uh, assistance to keep us from dying because we will die. If you listen to Tuesday's podcast on, on lifetime recovery, we have a terminal illness. It will kill us. More people are statistics of what this disease does than the statistics of what recovery does. Remember that. So there's that formula of I over E. When you add alcohol or drugs, you reverse the formula, and it's now E over I, emotion over intellect. And until we can learn how to recover and begin thinking, not just not drink or use, but recover from that seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, we will operate under this formula, E over I, 
We need to flip it back. So this whole notion that the other component, which is emotion, leads me to one belief that it's all about trust. It's about trust. Letting go is about trust. In the beginning of recovery, letting go is an exercise in pain tolerance. We, <laughs> doesn't that sound sadly true? But it, it is true because we hold on to things until the pain of, of holding on forces us to let go. Would you agree with that? Things become so painful. It's not an intellectual process where we say, you know what, gee, I think I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. It makes sense for me to let go of this, right? Just like I, I tell people in recovery, we get here through coercion. I've never known, and maybe you have known them. Maybe they exist in a, in a parallel universe. I'm not sure. I've never really met a person in my personal recovery, going to AA meetings, church meetings, all the other different aspects of recovery that I've sought over over the years, um, or even in my days when I was a treatment counselor and the various you know social model recovery, uh, court appointed, nonviolent first time drug offenders, DUI instructor. Uh, dual diagnosis instructor, counselor. I've never known a person who came in on a Saturday morning with a bright smile and said, you know what? I had some extra time. I think I'll stop drinking. I think I'll go to NA or NA or whatever the 12-step is, right? We usually get there painful. We, we hold on it so long like a hot poker and the heat intensity gets so bad that we're forced to let go. I'd like to suggest a more practical way. Again, on paper, letting go seems as logical as the reasons why we breathe. It really does. Breathing is something we do to sustain life. It really is. Vita is the Latin for life. Vital, we get that word from Vita. And that's why when you go into surgery, why an anesthesiologist really, all they really do is anesthesiology. You very rarely find an anesthesiologist who practices in another arena because that area is so specialized. If you understand why the anesthesiologist comes in and talks to you and tells you and they're there for the entire procedure because what what anesthesia does is kind of like why we try to drink and use to to not feel but right ab right above the area where they suspend us if if we were above that we would feel we would be unconscious but we would feel and we would have memory of the pain from the surgery. That's why when you wake up from surgery, when I woke, I don't have any remembrance of the time. There's no pain remembrance. There's no, there's no secondary experience uh, where I think something hurt or cut me or what have you. There's really no recollection whatsoever. 
And what what a an anesthesiologist does, it they suspend you f- from where you can no longer feel pain and where you're going to die, where the only thing left you can do is breathe. It is an involuntary muscle reaction. You couldn't stop breathing if you wanted to naturally. Obviously, you could suffocate yourself, you could drown yourself, but that's not natural. Breathing is an involuntary function. Letting go is something we can control instead of the fear-based emotion directing us to hold on. Does that make sense? Intellectually, it makes sense to let go. But the fear-based emotion is directing us to hold on. Emotion is good until it keeps me from doing something that would otherwise make perfect sense. So I've written down these 10 things. You know how I am about things and writing them down. They're going to be in the notes. And it's called Steps to Letting Go. Steps to Letting Go. Number one, this is the most important thing we can ever do. Pray and meditate over the process. There is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Half measures of illness, nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his care and protection with complete abandon. I can cite you countless things in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and my life as a Christian and understanding other religions, why prayer and meditation is so vital to everything that we would do. And since it's about fear versus trust, we have to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, right? Lean not unto our own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. That's from Proverbs. So we pray and meditate, actually Psalms, We pray and meditate over the process, important to do. So whatever spiritual approach you have, whatever God of your own understanding you have, pray and meditate over this process. The next thing I want you to do is to write down the reasons to hang on and the reasons to let go. Write down the reasons to hang on and the reasons to let go. Then, once you have that written down, I want you, in number three, to isolate the intellect from the emotion. This is where we separate the intellect from the emotion. We begin to identify both of them as root causes or components that make a whole, right? Very important to do because we want to see that it is emotion that is hanging us onto it, that there's no intellectual property or reason that it would make sense because we'll often use that for our minimizing and rationalizing and denying the reason to remove that from our life. Then the next thing is we want to identify the fear that is triggering the emotion Emotion is a response. It's not root. 
Emotion is a response that is a fear-based response. Then the next thing, once we've identified the fear, what am I afraid of if I let go of this? I want you to share the fear with someone that you trust. It's really important because, again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. We are only as sick as our secrets. I want you to share the fear with someone that you trust. And it may not completely let the air out of the balloon so it stops flying crazily around the room, but it will deflate it enough to where it doesn't have the power over us that it once had. Then the next thing, I want you to be courageous because this does take courage to continue on. You know, my dear friend and, and, and mentor, Pastor Glenn Moffat, passed away in 2002. Um, he said, if everyone... If it were easy, everyone would be doing it. You've probably heard that before. So be courageous. Have the courage like a lion. Be courageous. Knowing that the fear, are you ready for this? Fear is not forget everything, or some will use a different word, forget everything and run. It is not that. It's that might be what we do, that might be the result of fear, but that's not what fear is. I learned this from Zig Ziglar years ago, back in the 90s. Fear is false, you're going to love this, false evidence appearing real. Isn't that great? Fear is false evidence appearing real. I'm going to let you unpack that all by yourself. Because it may mean, it will mean different things to different people based on what your background is, maybe your gender, your socioeconomic. Uh, there's a lot of factors um, where you're at in your recovery. Um, so I'll let you unpack that and see what that means to you. But it's false evidence appearing real. Be courageous knowing that it is false evidence appearing real. Number seven. Having something already in place to replace what is being let go. I, I have this thing, and it's what I do in life coaching, and I can teach you how to do it um, if I were to ever coach you as a life or sober coach. It's called the replacement theory of recovery. Replacement theory of recovery. And I got it from the quality movement with Mr. Denning and, and obviously Stephen Covey, who is one of my mentors, and God rest his soul. Um, but it's called the quality movement. It's an inside-out approach to quality and change. And so have something in place to replace what is being let go. Do you know why, and I, I don't like snakes, Many people do, and that's quite all right. Just don't bring one. I don't care if it's not poisonous. It doesn't really matter. I, I just don't have a need for a snake. Um, so did you know that the reason a snake sheds his skin is only because there is a fresh one waiting? Did you know that? You probably knew that, but did you make this connection? 
to letting go. If there's not another healthy, new, vibrant, alive skin waiting, matter of fact, the only time a snake does shed their skin is because they have a fresh skin waiting. There's something new. There's something better. There's something unmarked, something unsoiled, something pure, something good, something maybe even more protective. But it's there, and that is what causes the other, the other skin to shed. The next thing, and number eight, I want you to journal the experiential growth. I hope you write things down, whether it's, you know, on a recorder. I'm a big guy for recording things. I don't type really good. Uh, my penmanship, I may not be able to read it next week. So whatever you do to journal, journal your experiential growth because I want you to refer back to it and just to see how far you've come. And we do come a long way, don't we? We come a long way. And for that, I'm very grateful. Number nine, share with another person or persons your victory. Sharing is so important because there are other people, just like there are other people who have gone through this before me, there will be people who will go through this after me. And I love step 11 in the program of recovery, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood God, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Well, what's God's will for me? In 12-step recovery, God's will for me is to go share the message, right? Having had a spiritual awakening of the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Jesus said, love the Lord God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. So it was God first, and then it was taking care of others. In the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it says, what we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. And then I'm paraphrasing this here. It says, what I need to do every day is discover God's vision for me and then go do it. What is that? It's sharing with someone else. The preamble of Alcoholics Anonymous. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other that we may solve our common problem and do help others recover from alcoholism. Why they write? Why they even wrote the book? Precisely why they wrote it, right? Is to show us how they have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. This one is inescapable. Sharing our victory is our obligation to what has happened to us. And if you don't have that commitment to that degree, I pray that you get it before you lose it because obviously you cannot transmit something that you haven't got. I don't want you to lose what you have just because you weren't willing to share it. I hope you know that sharing is caring. 
I hope you know, even scientifically, have you ever tried to fill something that was already full? Maybe you have. What happens? Everything spills. Everything's wasted. You can only fill something that's been empty. I want to be emptied so that I can be filled. Isn't that a great way? Now, I share with you because I care for you. And God's response to my caring for you and sharing for you is to make sure that I'm filled. I win. (laughs) It's what you call your win-win, right? Win-win-win. God gets to do, our higher power gets to do what our higher power does, and that's fill us. You're blessed because I'm emptying myself into you, and I am blessed because I'm getting filled with fresh water. Did you ever come across stagnant water? Oh, it's not even drinkable. It would infect me if I tried to put it on an infected area. The best and most fresh water is the water that runs in a brook, that water that runs in a stream, that gets washed and freshed over the rocks. That's who I want to be. That's who I want you to be. And then finally, number 10, ask God for a greater insight into the areas of growth. We start out with prayer and meditation over the process, and we end with asking God for something even greater. In number one, we pray and meditate over the process. Help me find my way, God. Again, whatever your higher power is, you're asking that power to help you find a way to begin this journey. When we get done along the journey, I'm asking for a greater insight into the areas of growth because as I have learned to let go these things that were a hindrance, there's always something else that I can let go either from the first time or even to a greater degree. Sometimes things grow back, right? I wish my hair would. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes things grow back and we need to go back to them and maybe they grow back in a way that we don't recognize. And we need to go back and get greater insight. Anything that's a hindrance to us needs to be removed. We need to let go. I really believe that doing these things will allow us to consider letting go an opportunity rather than something to fear. And I hope you will have found the same thing as well. Please visit us at recoveryguy.org. Download these podcasts. Share them with friends. Let go in ways that will only cause you to be more powerful. Remember, we give up power that was killing us in step one to gain power through the other steps and then finally get to step 11 where we have power to do the will of of God as we understand God, and I am powerful, and I hope you are powerful. I hope you are so powerful that the intellect of letting go in the spiritual presence and the power that you have of letting go overcomes the emotion that causes you to hang on to something that does you no good any longer, but rather even hinders and gets in the way of who you could be and what you would be doing. Go to recoveryguy.org, download 
our content. Sign up for the newsletter. Go to recovery underscore guy on Instagram. Let's be friends. Follow me. I'll follow you. We'll join forces in this thing called recovery. And as always, my name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy.